I'm Roger Baker, Executive Director of the Stratfor Center for Applied Geopolitics at RAIN, a global center of excellence for geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Learn how you can put geopolitics to work for your organization at RAINnetwork.com. Welcome to RAIN's Essential Geopolitics Podcast. I'm Emma Kami, and I'll be your host for today's episode. Mexico's former foreign minister, Marcelo Ebrard, who is vying to be the 2024 presidential candidate for Mexico's ruling Morena party, said on September 5th that he was very concerned about how Morena has conducted the polling process used to select its presidential nominee. Here to talk with us about what this means for Mexico's ruling Morena party is Carmen Colosi, Latin America analyst at Rain. Welcome, Carmen. Thank you so much for having me, Emma. Uh, so to start us off, uh, can you give us some background for the Morena presidential primary? Sure. Um, so Mexico is going to hold general elections in June of 2024. Um, ahead of those elections, the ruling Morena party, which is uh, in many ways uh, based around a single political figure, which is the current Mexican president, Andrés Manuel López Obrador, um, this, this party is going to select a presidential candidate. Now in Mexico, presidents can't hold um, uh, office more than one term uh, in a row. Uh, and so because of that, um, this party, which in many ways is, is based around a single figurehead, has to choose um, a successor. Uh, it, because of that, we, we are seeing there, that there's two big uh, contenders. The first one, like you've talked about uh, earlier, Emma, is a Purard. The second one is um, Mexico City Mayor, or former Mexico City Mayor, shall I say, Claudia Scheinbaum. Scheinbaum is currently polling uh, approximately 10 to 12 points ahead of Ebrard. Uh, what that means is that we're, we're very likely to see her get Morena's presidential nomination. Like you said, uh, because this political party, Morena, is really based around a single figurehead, um, many people are speculating that López Obrador has um, in many ways selected Scheinbaum as his, or in, in some ways nodded to Scheinbaum as his uh, chosen successor, kind of pushing um, the former foreign minister out. And what is the the biggest difference between the two favorites, Ebrard and former Mexico City Mayor Claudia Scheinbaum? So policy-wise, there's not much difference between the two. They both have in they both have promised to continue Lopez Obrador's um, policy uh, platform. Um, the the, the slight difference here is that Scheinbaum has really signaled that she is likely to follow, a, you know, in line with the current president's economic and political vision of, you know, keeping welfare spending high and um, investing in major public infrastructure projects. Scheinbaum has slightly differed uh, from the current president in that she's put a, a little bit more emphasis on um, environmental projects, but we don't really know what that looks like yet uh, in terms of policy. Ibrad has um, broken very slightly from the president's um, current policy platform uh, he's really kind of uh, repeatedly sought to take advantage of the quote-unquote nearshoring opportunity that Mexico has currently. 
um, that really meaning that he's really trying to create a single, um, you know, platform for what investment in Mexico's manufacturing sector could look like. Currently, uh, Lopez Obrador uh, negotiates each um, new investment in Mexico uh, on a case-by-case -case basis. So by streamlining that process, um, Ibrad has uh, promised to, you know, give that um, that nearshoring opportunity a better chance. Um, he has also done something on the political stage that is uh, a little, um, shall I say, uh, controversial within the Morena party, which is that he's granted interviews to some of the current president's most famous critics. Now, many in Morena, uh, in, in the current party, um, have refused to grant um, any interviews to any critics, refusing to engage them, but Ibrad has said that there is not um, a single platform or, or piece of media or person, uh, journalist, that he's willing, uh, that he's not willing to talk with. And so that has really kind of ruffled some feathers within the Morena political establishment. Wow. So if you don't mind me asking, how does this um, kind of competition between the two impact their odds against uh, the opposition party going into presidential elections? Yeah, that's a great question, Emma. Um, so from what we know of polling right now, um, there is, you know, we're very likely to see Morena be a very competitive party. So no matter who the candidate is, um, we're very likely to see uh, a Morena win. And in many ways, that's uh, based off of current polling. And in many ways, that's um, exactly the reason why this primary for the party is so competitive, um, is because many people are viewing this primary as um, a way to essentially choose the next president. Um, there is a significant um, political opponent. Um, Xochitl Gal Galvez is, um, you know, the, the opposition's chosen um, candidate, and she's competitive in many ways that neither of, of the two Morena candidates aren't. Um, she comes from a, you know, middle-class background. She has ties um, to uh, an indigenous tribe in Mexico. And so because of that, there's uh, many social factors that could, could lead some um, Moren, Morena supporters to support her as opposed to Morena. But of course, as I've talked about previously, Morena is the dominant political force in Mexico um, uh, currently. So... Well, as, as we'll see this competition play out, um, we could potentially see uh, if, if Morena does see some sort of a, a split or a cleavage, uh, we'll almost certainly see Galvez taking advantage of that. Okay, I guess that makes a lot of sense. Um, and final question, what options does Ebrard have to challenge the nomination process? And how could it impact the ruling party? Yeah, so if Ibrad feels like Morena's uh, presidential nomination process is unfair, there's a chance that he could break with the party and decide to run independently in the presidential election. Now, while this would, you know, Ibrad would almost certainly not be able to win the presidential election, um, he could potentially 
signal a weakness within the ruling party um, that could see the opposition coalition double down on refusing to work with the current president uh, to pass any sort of proposed constitutional amendments in the meantime or um, potentially try to block policy, although the, the Morena has a, um, a majority in, in Congress that uh, does allow them to, block, to um, pass policy. And because of that, um, we'll see a broad choice in the coming days really make a difference as to whether or not the ruling uh, Morena party is a strong party or whether or not we see it uh, start to fragment off a little bit. Wow. Well, definitely a lot to keep following. And Carmen, I'm sure we'll be hearing a lot more from you as you um, c this continues to develop. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on the podcast and sharing your insights. Again, Emma, thank you so much. For more geopolitical and economic analyses like this, subscribe to our geopolitical intelligence product, Rain Worldview. Our flagship risk intelligence products provide clients with access to the insights and analyses they need to make more informed decisions and drive better risk management outcomes. Sign up at rainnetwork.com. That's R-A-N-E network.com. I'm Emma Kami. Thanks for listening.